There's just an abundance of news coming out of Washington, D.C. lately. I'm talking about Russian hackers, North Korea, then, of course, Zuckerberg before Congress. I realize the issues we're talking about today aren't just issues for Facebook and our And then community. the cable networks are covering everything and anything President Trump 24 hours a day. Healthcare, secret tapes, and North Korea. A lot to talk about this week coming from Washington. That barrage of coverage from tweets to firings kind of seems like it's been going full tilt since the president took office. This means you're not getting some important stories you probably need to know about because the media is so entrenched in President Trump. And since I cover all things technology, I found some side news recently interesting. Like, for example, during a Senate Intelligence Committee hearing, Republican Senator Tom Cotton asked FBI Director Christopher Wray about Chinese-made telecommunication devices. I'm talking about smartphones. I'd like to turn my attention to the threat posed by China and specifically Chinese telecom companies, specifically Huawei and ZTE, but also Unicom and Telecom posed to our country. That's why I've introduced legislation with Senator Cornyn and Senator Rubio to say the U.S. government can't use Huawei or ZTE uh, and that US, uh, the U.S. government can't use companies that use them. Could you explain what the risk is that we face from ZTE and Huawei being used in the United States, especially here in this, class, in this public setting, the risk that companies, state governments, local governments might face if they use Huawei or ZTE products and services. Cotton is deeply suspicious of two Chinese telecom companies. The first one is called ZTE, and then there's the other one, Huawei. They are among the largest smartphone companies in China, and they're aggressively expanding into the United States. Senator Cotton, he's certain that those companies simply cannot be trusted. He reasons that they've helped develop incredibly advanced surveillance systems for the Chinese government. Meanwhile, Huawei's founder was once an engineer for the Chinese military. For a Republican senator to take this position on Chinese technology, it may not seem all that extraordinary. But what is startling is how FBI Director Christopher Wray responded to that question. I think probably the, the simplest way to put it in this setting would be that we're deeply concerned about the risks of allowing any company or entity that is beholden to foreign governments that don't share our values to gain positions of power inside our telecommunications networks. Uh, that provides the capacity to exert pressure or control over our telecommunications infrastructure. It provides the capacity uh, to maliciously modify or steal information, and it provides the capacity to conduct undetected espionage. So at a 100,000-foot level, at least in this setting, those are the kinds of things that worry us. Christopher Wray isn't the only person testifying before the Senate Intelligence Committee. The heads of the CIA, the NSA, and Homeland Security they were all there too. All the witnesses, I'd like to address this question to you. Will you please raise your hand if you would use products or services from Huawei or ZTE? None of you would. You obviously lead intelligence services, so that's something of a biased question. Raise your hand if you would recommend that private American citizens use Huawei or ZTE products or services. None of you, again, are raising your hand. Thank you for that. It was that moment that should have made headlines all across our country, right into your living rooms, right onto whatever website you were looking at at that particular moment. The U.S. government delivered a huge warning to all Americans. Do not trust Chinese technology. They reasoned that there was too great a risk that the Chinese government would use that technology to spy on Americans. 
Now, that is a remarkable accusation. But is it actually true? I'm America's digital pro, Kim Commando. And these are the type of topics that I love to explore in these Commando On Demand podcasts, which if you're not already getting them delivered to your phone, your tablet, your computer automatically, you really should. It's super simple to do. On Apple iTunes, just click subscribe. And on Google Play, it does the same. This way, you get all of our Commando On Demand podcasts delivered to your favorite device automatically. And coming up in this Commando On Demand podcast, we're going to examine whether Chinese smartphone makers are truly posing an espionage threat. Are there these hidden backdoors in technology that allows them to steal information, potentially launching a crippling attack, stealing all of our secrets, or maybe something a lot worse? So you definitely want to stay right where you are. Since Apple invented the iPhone, well, I'll tell you, there have been just these wild swings in the marketplace. Google had launched their own open source rival operating system, the Android operating system, of course. And then manufacturers from Korea and Taiwan quickly flooded the market with cheaper iPhone options. Chinese-owned companies like ZTE and Huawei, they have a smaller share of the market, but I'll tell you, they are growing so fast. And it's that growth that has raised concerns here inside the United States. The U.S. Justice Department launched an investigation whether Huawei technologies have violated sanctions related to, believe it or not, Iran. Earlier this year, under pressure from U.S. lawmakers, AT&T announced, and this was big, that they would no longer sell Huawei-made phones. Soon thereafter, Best Buy said the same thing. Those decisions were applauded by groups like the Human Rights Watch. I think it's important for an American audience to understand that the Chinese political and social systems are significantly different from the U.S. and is a very is an authoritarian dictatorship. You just heard from Maya Wang. She's the senior China researcher for Human Rights Watch. She says that Chinese companies are deeply intertwined with the Chinese government. You would expect so much. Chinese technology companies work very closely with the state because they are required to, and also because the state spends a lot of money buying products from them. Maya, I don't think that this is anything all that surprising, but could you give our listeners of this podcast an example of just how Chinese firms are working in conjunction with the government? To give one example, one of the companies that we have investigated is, is one of the country's biggest voice recognition company. Um, it's like Siri for China. It's used by probably more than half of people in China. It has a, is a commercial arm and you know it collects many voices of, of people in China. So what can the company do with all that information that they're actually collecting? So it uses the commercial information to train programs, which then it uses to develop together with the police in China, surveillance systems that automatically recognize voices in conversations without kind of any oversight. So it, these companies generally have very close relationship with the Chinese state. And you see, that's what makes Chinese technology firms so very different from those tech firms that are based here in the United States. They develop their technology in a contrasting political environment. I mean, imagine the outrage you would experience if it was discovered that Apple Siri or Google Assistant or Amazon Echo, 
they were giving all the information it collects about you directly to the CIA, there would be this massive public outcry. But that's how similar technologies are being deployed and developed inside China. The country, I guess you'd say, they are developing this perfect surveillance system using technology created by companies like Huawei and ZTE. The companies do work like companies. They produce products, but at the same time, they're tightly controlled by the Chinese government and sells the Chinese government products that are then used to surveil on Chinese citizens. Part of that is because the Chinese government makes sure that these internet companies are under their control, partly because the Chinese government spends a lot of money buying products from these companies, and therefore these companies often try to curry favor from the government. This is a big concern of a lot of people. So what evidence is there that they're using technology to even spy on Americans? It's difficult to, you know, find a definitive piece of evidence except that, you know, the head of Huawei was a former PLA official. However, you know, both Huawei and CTE are very embedded into the Chinese government infrastructure of surveillance. They provide hard and softwares to this infrastructure. It's a lot of hearsay, right? And if you look at the actual studies that have been done by these congressional committees, there's really no technical breakdown or evidence that any of this stuff has occurred at all. There's this general air paranoia that people are spying on, that these countries are spying on us. That's Jason Perlow. He's a consultant for an information tech company by the name of Dimension Data. Jason specializes in cybersecurity, and he's very skeptical about the claims being made about Chinese tech and spies. Does China have an intelligence program and are they spying on us? Absolutely. But are they using equipment, uh, consumer electronics equipment that has been produced to sell in the United States? I would I would say that, you know, it, it would be like, you know, taking, you know, your Wall Street portfolio and essentially, you know, burning it. So, Jason, your position is that the Chinese government would not risk using their smartphone manufacturers to spy on us? Boy, a lot of people would disagree with you. I think it is highly unlikely that they're using these devices that are manufactured for sale in the United States to to spy. You sound pretty confident about that. How do you know for sure? Most of those things run on Linux. The, the likelihood of the open source community finding a a something in the operating system software and applications, preloaded application software on these devices is extremely high. If, if, if there's some type of spying taking place, because they'll find the communication flows. But really, what makes you so confident that the tech community would quickly uncover any spy software embedded in Chinese-made phones. This is like so, you know, like bad Hollywood movie type material. This stuff would not go unnoticed. It would be found very quickly. So getting caught in the cookie jar would be absolutely disastrous for the Chinese economy and these producers. But Maya, do you agree with that argument? I mean, I think that's a fair argument as well. These companies are powerful, but also they also have to employ lawyers to make sure they are compliant with, you know, various laws in various places so they don't get into trouble. But ultimately, these are such complex products. You really have to look very carefully and analyze every single piece that mix up that whole product to know whether or not they are problematic. 
See, there lies the problem with trying to figure out this entire issue. Most of the argument is based on pure speculation. There aren't many facts, but the government simply cannot risk making a mistake about whether the Chinese uses tech companies for espionage. Up next, we're going to talk about how our government is using smartphones to maybe spy on our families. Plus, what can you do to protect yourself from this unwanted surveillance? As I mentioned, this is where the problem exists. There aren't many facts, and the government can't risk making a mistake about whether China uses tech companies for espionage. But history delivers a lot of examples. In 2016, you might remember that there were 700 million Android phones manufactured in China, and it was a big problem. They had pre-installed spyware. Now, the spyware collected phone logs, text messages, and GPS data, and probably more. And all that information was sent to a Chinese server every 72 hours. Now, the manufacturer said, oh, we're so sorry. It was a huge mistake. That software was only intended to be used on phones sold in China, not going anywhere else in the world. Now, it's no great secret that China isn't the only country using smartphones for espionage. Whether you like Edward Snowden or not, he did expose the U.S. government as maybe the masters of spying. In 2013, the Washington Post reported that the NSA was collecting 5 billion records a day from smartphones all around the world. The Washington Post reported that the records were used to feed this vast database on hundreds and millions of devices. And United States tech companies are not completely innocent in this data collection. You may have heard of a program called PRISM. It actually ordered U.S. tech firms like Google and Verizon to hand over information about customers, believe it or not, in secret. Chinese technology companies, the ones that are most involved in mass surveillance, make the argument that this is, this is being done in the U.S., why can't we use it? So they, they take a lot of inspirations from Americans at mass surveillance. So the U.S. can do a lot by setting better examples as a leader of technology. But there's a huge difference between American and Chinese spying. The PRISM program requires oversight by the courts. And when it became public, there was this massive outcry. Now, currently, there isn't any oversight of any kind in China, is there, Maya? Crucially, you know, they are developed in a context free of any privacy protections or respect for privacy inside China. They come from in an abusive environment that encourages abuse. So I think caution is necessary here, though, you know, one should also not fall into just because they're Chinese, you have to be worried about them. While it's pretty difficult to prove that Chinese smartphones are spying on Americans, there is a huge cause for concern. And that concern is rightfully there, and it can extend to smartphones designed by U.S. companies. Because let's face it, the U.S. companies are manufacturing their smartphones in China. And smartphones are the perfect tool. I mean, they can easily be exploited by criminal hackers or by national agencies. And I'm just wondering, how much can we really do to protect ourselves? Yeah, I mean, so obviously some more standards bodies, some more participation that we have in the process, the better it's going to be. And not just our participation in the process, uh, you know, our allies as well, wherever allies where we actually have left. So we have to think long term how we work with these standards and technologies, not in, in, a, in a reactionary fashion that we're, that we're working with now. 
I've done the research on this, Jason. What do you think the new privacy standards would look like? More open source code that we can use, more ability for consumers and businesses to be able to inspect what these devices are actually doing is to provide a higher level of visibility into what these, you know, what's happening at the firmware and the operating systems and the protocols. That's what we want to see. Maya, do you agree with that? We are of the opinion that there should be stronger international norms altogether. Because as you can see in this incident, privacy issues don't just like stay within a particular country, especially if that country is very powerful anymore in today's digitally connected world. We need international privacy standards. Privacy concerns surrounding technology become more pronounced every single day. The concern of U.S. lawmakers about Chinese-made smartphones, it makes absolute sense because the Chinese government has no reluctance about spying on its citizens. But the United States is different. China is a regime that jails anyone who challenges authority. But we're lucky to live in a country where the right to privacy is ours. It's up to us living in democratic countries to stand up against unlawful surveillance. Privacy standards need to be enshrined, not just in U.S. law, but in international law, too. Only then can we really, really be sure that the smartphone in our pockets isn't really being used against us. These Chinese tech companies, they want us, the American consumers. We have money and they know it. And speaking of the money train, AT&T, Best Buy and Verizon, they love to make money, but they all backed out of the deals to sell the Huawei phones. When you start looking at these Huawei phones, well, I'll tell you, they are some serious competition to the iPhone. Now add to this that the heads of six U.S. intelligence agencies, they have warned all of us to avoid the phones. They say that they have a very close relationship, these companies, to the communist government. Think about this for just a second. We're talking about smartphones that may have built-in undetectable spy software. Now, they're saying that no evidence of cyber spying has been formally presented, but even the slightest chance of Chinese surveillance is a risk that none of us should be willing to take. And without this 100% trust, it's definitely time to hang up on Huawei and ZTE. Don't buy them. Now, every single day, I am working for you. That's right. I work for you. And you don't even pay me. I post the latest tech news, updates, scam alerts, medical issues, plus a huge list of our most trusted products all over my website at commando.com. I do this so that this way you have the knowledge to live a digital, responsible life. So take advantage of commando.com. And be sure to join me every week for my national radio show. It's broadcast on 400 top stations from across the country. I take your calls and I will help you one-on-one. I'm there for you. Why? Because I'm Kim Commando, America's digital pro.